Welcome to the Blank Slate. Uh, thanks for pushing play. We are, of course, a podcast podcast with conversation and uh, general podcastiness. Today, we are going to continue because as we do, whenever we start talking basketball, we can't contain it to just one edition. Could you grab me one of those as well? I'm getting a beer right now passed to me by my roommate and official fourth of uh, the Blank Slate because uh, I guess Tony was the first uh, at uh, like third um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm definitely not doing math. I'm just speaking gibberish right now. Thank you, Robert, for the beer. You're so welcome, Rich. Thanks for, for taking that beer. Absolutely. Uh, as you said right before I hit record, uh, go ahead. I don't want to misquote you here. I'm going to get hammered. And you just came home, too. <laughs> I did, yes. So that's, you know, you're speaking like a true dad in like the 60s or 70s or something. True. I won't get in the details either, but I can't distinguish how much of that is a joke and how much of that is actually in the cards so we'll see well it's really enough for us you know to be able to get hammered and still responsibly go to sleep at a decent time so let's do that and delayed long enough through this uh conversation that is maybe bordering on uh a cry for help reportable problems (laughs) uh first time on the podcast great friend of the the show Adrian Jimenez. Adrian, how are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm excited because I just learned how to play basketball last week. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's going to be really hard then if we're going to talk basketball and you just learned how to play the game, especially seeing as we've played together many times before. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, for a little fine. context, uh, Adrian is a friend of ours that we met uh, back in Gainesville in college through uh, doing improv, theater strike force, and Araka and whatnot. And um, yeah. Uh, yeah. You hit me up last week saying, dude, you need to talk some basketball. I have some theories and some other things. Um, so earlier in the day, uh, I recorded along with uh, Mullet and Tope, and like we just kind of went over the general state of the NBA. And now we're just going to get into the real wild shit of the nba as it were um like for example when you hit me up last week uh and you said i'm ready to do a podcast on your theory that the lakers will go 72 and 9 please elaborate is that is that that in context is that in context or am i misquoted on uh i I may have uh paraphrased the quote is on my theory that the Lakers will go 72 and 9. So I didn't paraphrase. That was exactly. Uh, uh, if you want to contextualize it, I think you were a little <laughs> excited. Uh, full disclosure, Maybe. you are a Laker fan. When did this happen? Yeah. This happened. It was I probably, think after their two game winning streak. Yeah, yeah. It was two games after Nick Young came back and Swaggy P was lighting it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was last Thursday. And Amen. now uh, Xavier Henry blew up his Achilles tendon, so uh, another injury lost. Yeah, I mean, uh, but Lakers, but I, I think I don't know. I read this interesting thing online. Um, everyone's blaming Kobe Bryant, and you could see by his game that, that he's really not going to go out of this league without making a, a big bang. Um, people, they lost to the Nuggets 
and they had the lead for uh, a good portion of the time uh, towards the end. And but then in the fourth quarter, just like they do always, they seemingly kind of implode on themselves, and Kobe starts quote unquote chucking up shots that that are uh, ill advised. Um, but I read this record, interesting right for like most like field goal attempts, like yes, in like league history, most right? Yeah, yeah, most two weeks ago. Field goal. And again, that goes along with I think what we've mentioned before about like home run leaders also being like strikeout leaders. Yeah, you know you got to you got to put up the shot. But I think he's he's really turned up the heat on that shooting, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, remember when he told Darren Williams in the playoffs that he playoffs last year that he'd rather go like one in one in something. Uh, over not taking a shot at all or something like one in nine without or not taking a shot or something like that i would rather go one in 20 than two yeah. for two <laughs> <laughs> well kobe is currently taking as many shots as the number on his jersey per game <laughs> more <laughs> like I uh <laughs> he's scoring 26.7 per game uh, and he's just he's just letting it all fly, man. Uh, he actually contextualized it best uh, that uh, shooting um, record, the uh, field goals attempted, in just simply, and this is the best way to put it, I'm a shooting guard that's played 19 years. <laughs> that's pretty true. Yeah, he does have a good point. Yeah, and you know, I won't say this often. But I kind of wanted the Lakers to be good this year, you know. Nah. Just, be, just because <laughs> how often are they underdogs? You know what I'm saying? Seldom. So that's why it would have been interesting to for them to be like the scrappy, you know, young bucks with the the veteran leader okay. that everyone r- wrote off. So you wanted them to be. You didn't want them to be good. You wanted them to be like viable. I wanted them to be that eighth seed that shocks the the number one seed and like and then gets swept maybe wins a game in the second round yeah i don't know i think there's too many like outside feelings on uh just the character of that team well i don't know i'm not coming to this the most informed but i get what you're saying it's true oh you know what they should do they should move back to minnesota for this year and be the 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 Minneapolis League. Well, and also so they could be the best team in a city they're in. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, you could get a killer like crosstown rivalry going between the Timberwolves and the Lakers. <laughs> Just tell the Clippers it's yours. Don't worry. Yeah, about don't it. worry about it. Take it. You know, we're gonna take a few summers off, um, or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. I if you could love do. that idea. That'd be cool. Oh, dope. we'll get to this later, but I am going to start looking at Minneapolis Lakers jerseys. Oh, hell yeah. Um, that Okay, so, also, just while we're on the Lakers, a uh, question for you, Adrian. Um, have they taken a three-point shot yet, or what's the deal with that? Uh, Nick Young. <laughs> I think Nick Young started that trend upon his return. <laughs> I don't care what Byron Scott says. We're taking fucking three-pointers, goddammit. I know. They're, I think... I don't know. I don't know why that. They're an old team. I mean, you just look at Kobe, and then you look at Carlos Boozer, and that puts like the age <laughs> average up like fifty years. <laughs> a little bit uh, like but, kind of the outliers on the whole thing. 
Yeah, they're not really shooting. And as an old team, I think you have to do that because that creates spacing, you know, that, that creates the space without having to move if you just use the stretch options um, and put, like, the younger guys like Ed Davis and uh, I guess Jordan Hill. I, I cringe every time I say Jordan Hill's name. That said, Jordan Hill's averaging a double-double right now. Yeah, with and he's I think he will he was is or was leading the league in offensive rebounds. Um let me see. It looks maybe not anymore. Yeah, he was he's at like about four point four offensive boards per game right now. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean the big the big question really that's looming over the Lakers right now. And I feel like probably will be for the rest of the season is, and I really would love to hear this from a Laker fan perspective. Will Kobe finish this season, much less his career as a Laker? I, I think so. And the organization would be so dumb to let him go. And I think he's established so, so much here. And yeah, I think he's, He's prideful of that, I think, mm-hmm. watching. And if you go back to him being psychotic about winning and, you know, emulating MJ as as much as he wants to. Um, MJ was a Chicago Bulls fan uh, for all of his career is what the hardcore MJ people want to think, even though he came back as a wizard. Uh, people like to forget that part of his career. But I think he will stay as a Laker. Um they pay him. He has a home there, and uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll be happy. I don't think he'll do a Vince Carter type career. Uh, There's some teams that could I, use him, though. Yeah, Who you I don't thinking? know. Oh, let's take a look. I mean, if anything, I'd probably if I were him, if I were going to go anywhere, it would probably be out east. Um. I mean, Michael Sixers. He's from Philadelphia, <laughs> and they'd still win just as many games. <laughs> uh, oh my God, that'd be a beautiful disaster. All right, if that this ever is happened. all right. Here, I'm I'm the new commissioner. So mm-hmm. the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers, move back to Minneapolis. The Philadelphia Seventy <laughs> Sixers move to Los Angeles. Kobe Bryant gets traded to the new Los Angeles Seventy Sixers. Um, and then you see what I'm, where I'm going with this. All right. This is just step two of the plan. I'll have a full plan by the time this episode's over. Please do. Cause I'm intrigued while at the same time, completely confused. I'm going to just create the worst NBA ever. <laughs> uh, well, as long as it includes some international teams, I think it might fly. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do agree with you, though, as far as Kobe not leaving, because that's his thing. I, I may have either mentioned it on our preview or just in conversation, but like that would be Kobe's one thing over Jordan is yeah. I never left or I never left and came back. Right. Um, can I can I do a little rant here? I just uh, oh, by all went means. back and found something. Okay, this is a few years ago. The everyone remembers the no, the notorious Chris Paul trade rejected by 
Commissioner Robert. (laughs) (laughs) Commissioner Robert Stern. I did what I had to do. Um, so if that trade, looking back, does anyone remember what that trade was? I have it up here, but it was between the Lakers, Rockets, and the Hornets, and also the Clippers. Um, that trade for the Hornets, if it would have happened, the Hornets would have received Goron Dragic, mm-hmm. Kevin Martin, Lamar Odom, and a first-round pick from the Rockets, who they used for, I don't know who they used it for this year. Or uh, that year, uh, the Lakers get Chris Paul. The Rockets would get Paul Gasol. It was rejected. The Hornets got Eric Gordon, who sucks. Yeah. Chris Caveman, Cave, Chris Caveman, <laughs> Al Farouk Aminu, and a first-round pick. And the Clippers got Chris Paul. Ugh. Man, that makes me so mad. Like, it would have also bettered the league. And help the Lakers at the same time. It would have changed the complexion of the league completely. And in a more fair way, too, which is crazy to think about. Um, Yeah, that's the thing, though. Totally didn't look like that at the time. Yeah. Like, Eric Eric Gordon Gordon was great. Yeah. And where's Cayman at? Is Cayman in Portland, I think? I think so. Yeah. Playing with Steve Blake. <laughs> hey, man, Portland's on a little bit of a roll. Uh, they are you, looking really good right now. You also mentioned Houston in there, which that's another team we didn't really talk about. We pretty much glossed over them real, real quick. Um, you mentioned uh, you went, okay, topics. Howard is soft against men, hard against his kids. I don't know <laughs> what that means. What did you mean by that? Uh, that was... Uh... I don't like to discuss uh, domestic issues on on here on a recorded uh, medium. On a recorded medium, no, he uh, he apparently he uh, abuses his kids or he like hits his kids or something. I didn't hear that, Dwight. Wait, who? Dwight Howard. He's a kid hitter. Hits kids. That's that's exactly what I'm typing into Google. Dwight Howard hits kids. <laughs> I hope it gets to the point where I hope it doesn't get to the point where someone could start typing in my name and then put in anything and it'll probably <laughs> autocorrect. Right. You're giving it like a command. Like Google's going to like make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Howard has Google Glass and like he just gets a message that, hey, where's your kid right now? What? Why? Um, seven days ago, police have reopened a child abuse investigation concerning Houston Rockets center Dwight Howard, according to multiple media reports, and involves him admitting to the authorities last summer that he hit his child with a belt. Oh, so just just parenting techniques in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yep. But, I mean... Uh, you can get into the different levels of that all we want, and you know, then you're just kind of getting into the whole Adrian Peterson discussion. Then you're just getting into the whole how do you raise your kids discussion, which I think we established earlier in the night, either on a pot swoggle or blank slate. Just don't have fucking kids. Robert's got a lot of opinions about that. Um, I do a point system. <laughs> I'm trying to merge that idea with my new NBA. I I'll get back to you on that step of it. But yeah, you, you move teams to the cities with the highest average point system. 
Um, or somehow there's a relationship between those two. There is. Um, you know, uh, as regular listeners may know, or probably not, because I wouldn't be interested in me if I was listening to me, is that, um, Adrian, I don't know if you know, I grew up in Central Florida, on the east coast of Central Florida. Adrian is from Tampa. Um, but that's close to Orlando. So I got no love for Dwight, really. I don't really dislike him much, but um, yeah, deal with it, Dwight. You can't do nothing right. They're going to start calling him nothing right, Dwight. <laughs> well, I mean, he, does- he is doing a few correct things this season. I hadn't heard about that allegation. Um, we don't have cable, so we don't get, I don't get to watch sports center as often as I, as I used to. Um, so I don't know if that's just like the Houston DA, you know, trying to capitalize on the whole Adrian Peterson thing or what. Um, but from a basketball perspective, you know, Dwight's having a good season though to pivot this conversation a little bit. He is. Well, we can't argue the Houston Rockets as a whole as, uh, James Harden, for that matter, has been stepping up his defensive game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, except he tried this thing last night where uh, the other team got a rebound and were transitioning into offense, and he just stood at the half-court line and tried to draw a charge like 10 steps before the person got to him. <laughs> and then let him, just let him go right by. It's good to know that you know Harden can still be Harden sometimes. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of of addition by subtraction too. It seems with uh, Chandler being gone and him not really kind of producing for the Mavericks. Really, I I know the I thought Mavs are doing okay. They're do- doing the Mavericks good. are doing perfectly fine, in spite of of signing Chandler Parsons to some pretty big money, and him being very underwhelming. And it makes me sad. I used to have class with the guy. Uh, I believe it was like his third time taking television programming, and it was my, only my second. So ah, fucking, okay. that's one up on him. Um, programming. Yeah, I had that class with the second time when I had it with Chandler. I had it with uh, Jeremy Katz. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> cool man. Um, I think I passed that class with a D. Yeah, dude. That SWOT analysis was bullshit. God diggity damn, dude. Oh. <laughs> I was a bad student my later years. Yeah, so, yeah, you. so um, Texas basketball, mm-hmm. Mavericks doing well. Yes. Uh, Parsons, right? Yeah, Parsons not, is on the Mavericks. Right, and uh, producing so much. Not so much. They're getting it mostly from, like, a lot of their scorings from Monte Ellis. Dirk is still contributing. And then a lot of their grunt work down low is from Tyson Chandler. It's a team that's that's playing above its head past its prime. That we mentioned earlier uh, should be 100% credited towards Rick Carlisle because, yeah, because coaching's a thing. You know, back to just to touch back to one one topic, I think that something that might factor into Kobe's decision as he retires is maybe how Dirk will play it too. Because despite the lack of championships, you know, or the disparity between the two, I think the respect for Dirk is huge. Um, and in a way that Kobe's never going to be able to get back to that level, at least character-wise. So um, maybe that might ultimately have an effect on... Was that... Did they come in same year? 
or it'd be like 96 for Kobe. And then what year did Dirk come in? You know, I don't know offhand, but I... I, I think it the same. And it's amazing how much winning one title for Dirk made so much of a difference for him, just as far as his perception and how that's going to sort of play out towards the end of his career. Whereas, like, you know, you got Kobe with the, with the five. And I was like, oh, yeah, Kobe, all right. When it's like Dirk's like, ah, oh, Dirk, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dirk comes in 1998, Kobe 96. 96. Nice. Um, I just saw I just saw a video that someone posted of the Lakers in 2002, and I don't know, was it? I think it was uh, 2008 when they still had Odom, Trevor Ariza, mm-hmm. Jordan Farmar. It was a highlight video. I mean, it was it was something simple. It made me so sad <laughs> <laughs> that they had such a great little nucleus that they could have sort of built around and on. Yeah, Lamar Odom was so good. I remember when Lamar Odom was good for the Heat, <laughs> and I remember when Lamar Odom was good for the Clippers the first time. Yeah, I remember like there was a huge like front sports page spread when the Heat signed. Lamar Odom as a free agent because like he was like the Clippers like up and coming guy and that's what would happen if you were on the Clippers and you were showing any sort of promise <laughs> you like built yourself up and then you left yep. Carlos Boozer uh, uh, Lamar Odom um, and not really Baron Davis he kind of like made a name for himself a little bit beforehand but like that's just what happened mm-hmm. um, yeah and I was just you know Lakers man they're trying I, yeah oh, man I don't know the oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, Julius Randle was seen at practice today, though I read today. Really? Cool. He has a cast on and I, he was on uh there's a picture of him on a uh looks like an elliptical or like a bike thing. There are so they're thinking about minutes for him already. Yeah. Put him out there with the cast on. Put him and tell him to post up, swivel <laughs> on that bum leg. He'll be doing just as good as the rest of the rookies. Skyhook. I, I have to say, back with like uh, not trying to come down too hard on these Lakers, that was some some bullshit kind of. That is a literally no no pun intended, but a bad break. Like that sucks. Oh yeah, that is just like kind of unfair. They didn't need that. I was like, it was gonna be a rough season as it was. I know. Let that happen yeah. to fucking who should have that happened to? Uh, Kyrie Irving. That's just me though. Now, let me think. Who deserves getting there? Uh, what did he break his foot or his leg? I think it was his leg. Leg. Let that happen to. No, I don't want that to happen to those. Two. The Clippers. I was going to say the Rockets. I'd be down if somebody the on the Rockets gets their leg broke. Like James Harden. Maybe, maybe not him because he's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really. I know people have a lot of feelings about James Harden, but I don't really in particular. Um, I've just everything that I have, I've gleaned from just, I guess the massive mistake it was to to lose him. To tri- well, speaking of OKC, your other topic was uh, OKC injured players are not really injured; they are playing weekend basketball at the YMCA instead. Which you know what may not be wrong. That, that, they look so happy on that on that bench, you know, like not playing. <laughs> 
And is, Kevin Durant even is calling Dwight Howard a pussy. A child-beating pussy. From the bench. All from the bench. Who's who's all hurt? It's like... Uh, we have an all-hurt team. <laughs> yeah. They literally have no players. Yeah, all hobbled NBA team. Let's see, you'd have... Uh, First team, I think this year would be Westbrook. Normally, it's Derrick Rose. Right. Uh, <laughs> unless oh, you just God. want to move Derrick Rose to the two. Uh, and then you could have Durant at the three. Has uh, there been... Oh, no, 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 no. Put Paul George at the three. Uh, and yep. then you could Durant play four. Durant at the four. Uh-huh. And then who's like the... Is there a big injured a big center this year? Who's hurt? Oh, God. Uh, he's not hurt, but Roy Herbert and it will be just as bad. Just mentally. His just, soul. Yeah, his soul is hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All no, right. there's so, really no other. So we have Russell, Russell, Derek, Paul George, uh, Kevin Durant, and <laughs> Roy <laughs> Herbert is your all hobbled NBA yeah, first team. I would round that out. Oh, that's so sad. Well, so let's see. All right, hold on. Who do we got going on here for the Thunder? Just, oh, man. Center, they're rolling out Steven Adams, Kendrick Perkins. I like Steven Adams. I got a yeah, Baca out there. He gets a lot of hate for being wild and aggressive, but, I mean, that's part of the game, right? That's kind of what I like about him. That's what. I liked so much about when we signed Josh McRoberts is because he showed a lot of fire and, and fight in that uh, Bobcat series against the Heat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like players like that. Um, oh, not to mention, Steven Adams, uh, I think, has been punched by everyone in the NBA in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, look at that mustache, man. It's ridiculous. Zach Randolph, Nate Robinson. <laughs> You keep uh, getting me as I'm taking a sip of beer. They like throughout all this, I don't know, a lot of people going into the season were saying, all right, Durant being hurt. They got to win at least a certain amount of games with Russell at the helm for Scott Brooks to sort of like keep his job. Yeah. And now with Russell hurt, does he just absolutely get a pass? Cause if he does, it's kind of shitty for the, the thunder. Because it's the biggest excuse. It's the biggest. How am I supposed to fucking deal with this? You couldn't like. What's the deal on like trading coaches again? Kind of like what happened with Doc. With Can Doc you do and, that? And, well, Jason Kidd got traded. I was gonna say like, to maybe, Milwaukee. Maybe you trade coaches. Maybe you trade coaches just to cut some other poor dude <laughs> at the end of the year. No one would want to. I don't think anyone would want to trade for Scott Brooks. Yeah, well, I suppose not. I mean, I think I, that's kind of always my question. Like, we talk about um, Tebow QBing for shitty, shitty teams. It's like, what do you really got going on? I don't know if there's some NBA team who has a coach shitty enough. They'd be like, yeah, we'll trade you for Scott Brooks. I mean, it doesn't matter who's coaching in Philadelphia. <laughs> So whatever there. Uh, did um, you see the thing, the game last night against the Trailblazers? No. 
Um, oh, yes, I did see this. Go on. The though, go Damian ahead. Lillard? Yes. Okay, so they're playing defense, and I think someone like Wes Matthews or someone drives into the lane, causes the 76ers have to rotate, and then uh, he kicks it out to an open Damian Lillard, and Nerland's Noel is supposed to rotate to him, but all the all the Sixers just stop and stare at him. And Lillard should have taken the shot, but he waits like three seconds, three <laughs> solid seconds to wait for Noel to come up to him to block contest his shot and shoots it in his face. I'm watching the, the, the gif of it now, and it's just – it is just – I don't even know. It's – just so indicative of just what the Sixers are, are this season. And and the thing that I love about it is the Sixers are up four points and this cuts it to one. Yeah. Hold on, let's well. see. I, I want to actually count. One, two, three, four. Four seconds till it actually goes down. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Sixers, man. Yeah. The owner is talking to the season pass holders, I, the season ticket holders, I think about tanking and stuff like <sighs> like what kind of talk yeah like, like what do like, you mean <laughs> yeah yeah we are we're sorry or like guys we're not i think i think it's more of like i'm sorry like talking about getting tanked he's like everybody we're gonna have complimentary complimentary drinks in the sky boxes everyone, for the rest of the season everyone get wasted like robert <laughs> we're getting wasted tonight like commissioner robert uh, oh, nerf. quick update. Yes. All right. So, plan move one. Uh, the for the for this season and possibly longer, the Los Angeles Lakers relocate back to Minneapolis. Number two, the Philadelphia 76ers, because we were talking about them earlier, move to Los Angeles and become the Los Angeles 76ers. Uh, again, to harken back to the old olden days, the Golden State Warriors return to Philadelphia to give the East a little bit more pop, and because okay. I feel like it. Step four, to replace the void left in the Bay Area, we coax Bill Russell out of retirement to lead the University of San Francisco <laughs> as an NBA team. And- so and, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, stay tuned. And the Oakland Raiders still get to keep their NFL team. That's right. <laughs> I'm don't, don't worry. I'm thinking about cross pollinating with some other sports. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll hear from uh, Commissioner Robert later on in the I just, in the podcast. I just imagine him doodling lines on a piece of paper on a map of the U.S. or something. <laughs> the fucking drawing the, lines everywhere. It's up on the wall. He's got the pins and the yarn going all <laughs> across the place. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, The last topic that I think you had on here, which we touched on a little bit earlier tonight, but I don't think I could ever talk enough about this. Uh, you said Anthony Davis is a monster. Which I believe you because he's freakish looking enough to be a monster and he's performance enough to be a monster. Yeah, he's he's the monster that didn't let all the other monsters touch the ball when it took the player's powers. He just touched it by himself. Yeah. And took everyone's power. 
I'll take it all. Thank you very much. He, um, he, I, I said it sort of jokingly uh, on the last podcast. Five-time MVP. I'm calling it. I'm going to be serious about it. He's going to be five-time MVP by the time his uh, career is over. Five. Has anyone done five other than like Bill Bill Russell? Certainly not in the modern era. Yeah, they, they had to break apart. You know, Michael Jordan's MVPs with some, you know, throwing some like Chuck's way and stuff. Right. And and Carl Malone maybe. Yeah, twice. Twice. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but. How many rings? How many rings for Anthony Davis lifetime? If he stays on the Pelicans, like we said, we want to do. Let's do an over under. Over under. I wouldn't be surprised if it was zero. Wouldn't surprise me. He'll he'll yeah. have some great playoff battles, but unless he is, they put more than just garnish around him. You know, sure, like. Not that far. Well, Adrian, no, like you were saying, tell. how it's about tell though? Yeah, for sure. But relocation is definitely a possibility. We looked him up. He's from Chicago. Yeah. Ooh, go home. <sighs> go home to the Chagaboos. Chagaboos. Yeah. If if I don't know, Tyreek, a piece of lettuce, garnish, Evans. <laughs> Tyreek, the leaf, Evans. Nah, he's pretty good. Or he's like, like all right. He, yeah, he's always the guy that's like, everyone says, oh, this is going to be the year. But he always does like average. I think everyone's sort of off that bandwagon, though, as far as like, this is going to be his breakout year after... After his bout with plantar fasciitis, and we all sort of really like, there's no real... Superstar breaking out after plantar fasciitis, I think. Um, yeah, but yeah, he would probably have to leave New Orleans to. I don't know. See, that's just why I said like you know I stuck with the MVP thing because I think it's easier to prognosticate a career barring injuries than like all these other things surrounding a player's career. But just kind of looking out at the landscape of the league over the next. 15 years, let's say, he's going to be hitting his prime when most of the league's elite players right now are going to be on the back end of their careers, much less prime. Talking about Anthony Davis still? Yeah. Right. You know? Yes. I mean, when you, you know, look at sort of what the, again, what the, the league is going to look like, you know, has John Wall hit his potential? Maybe not, but it's not much further than what he's at now. I think I, I think I think John Wall I think John Wall's gonna be a good player. Like uh he might make a name for himself like bigger than what a lot of people might expect. That's my opinion. I I certainly see it. I certainly see something like that possibly happening. Would he ever translate to like an MVP or something like that? He probably needs to shoot a little bit better. Um, you know, but we'll see. Uh, you know, who else is there? <clears throat> Trying to just look team by team to see kind of like who they have. You know, James Harden will be past his prime probably. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we don't really know who anyone is going to be, you know, on Orlando or Boston right now. Um, How about Golden State in those same amount of years? Maybe. I could see if if uh, Davis stays out west. If all, like, Davis and Clay and Curry stay out west, I could see you know, all those players doing battle in Western Conference championships for years to come, for sure. Same thing with Lillard, you know, when Lillard kind of matures, uh, him and uh, Davis and Lillard were in the same draft class. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is Kawhi Leonard going to finally mature to that regular season player that he needs to be, as opposed to just peaking in the fucking finals? Sorry. Uh, I, I say know. he's going to be, right, the, right. he's like the next Scotty Pippen. Lillard? No, Kawhi. Kawhi. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, we were just there. Huh, next Scottie Pippen. I mean, that's not half bad if you're the next Scotty Pippen. He's not, yeah, I don't see him becoming the the necessary piece to to build around in this for the Spurs the next few years, but he's going to be an instrumental part, especially yeah. on defense. He's not going to be the go-to guy to score, which can be good because uh, – you know, you see teams with that problem. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, yeah, and especially, you know, five years down the road, is it still Popovich that's building that team around Kawhi? You know? You don't know. Duncan. <laughs> Duncan. Coach, yeah, fuck, yeah. That wouldn't be surprising at all, actually. Um, take three steps in a game and still win a championship. No, that's not true. Don't call call me. Don't edit that part. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Sacramento. If Boogie is even going to stay in Sacramento, that's a few years down the road, I guess, anyway. But, you know, whatever team Boogie's on, we'll, you know, he'll make some noise on. Sure. Um, Where did he come from? What school? Or where did he? DeMarcus Cousins? Kentucky, I think. Kentucky. Man, goddamn those schools. Yeah. You really got to admire just the the factories that those schools are, man. Mm. They just put out crazy good talent. Mostly Calipari and just how he fucking completely devalues any sort of education. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm here to make you into an NBA player. True. And it's like, all right, well, you know, if you're up front about it. Well, um, what I, you don't go to, I mean, DeMarcus even Cousins, regular people don't go to Kentucky for education. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. DeMarcus John Cousins, went to Kentucky, too. What's that? John Wall went to Kentucky too, right? Yep, John Wall. Um, and Derrick Rose was coached under Calipari. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins leads his team in everything but steals and assists. He's mm. averaging 23 and 12 right now uh, with a block and a half a game and shooting almost 52%. Wow. Yeah. Dude's good. Dude's pretty good. Um, what's that? And he calmed down. And he calmed down. He's going to be another one of those. He's going to be like just always nipping at the heels of Davis. And then, yeah, no one else really is showing, you know. I mean, Duran will be there as well, but. Lance Stevenson? If he gets his shit together. Kemba Walker. Yeah. Those kinds of people. Yeah. 
don't know. It'll be interesting. You know, who knows who you're going to get coming out of college and stuff like that. So, but it wouldn't surprise me, and I'd be quite happy with the league that I'm watching if Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis was Kentucky too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so was Nerlens. Fucking hey. God damn. All right. Uh, anything else you kind of want to muse on a little bit there, Adrian? Before we kind of move on to our next topic. Uh, speaking of Kentucky, Eric Bledsoe said uh, in a game, in a seven-game series, <laughs> the 76ers could win one game if they won against Kentucky. I, I, I didn't hear it in that context. I'm glad I have now because when I heard that before, it was just the generic could the you know best college team beat the worst NBA team. And I think this year you could probably make the best case for it of any year. Sure. But at the same time, it's still an NBA team. It's still a team of mostly actual men, whereas a college team, especially Kentucky, is going to be comprised of 18 and 19-year-olds. True. Well, maybe the 76-year-olds aren't that far off from being 19. They're young. Their best players are their youngest players, I would say. Um, but they still have that many more years of basketball under their belt. Yeah, you know, you got to weigh. I mean, it's like a classic battle. It's kind of like one of the neat things in life is like as you age, you start losing some shit, but then you hopefully are gaining knowledge and experience. You know, I think in some sports that experience is really, really valuable. I think basketball is definitely, definitely one of them. Basketball IQ is 100% a thing. Yeah, you have to know kind of what you're doing out there. As naturally gifted as you can be, especially physically, there's definitely a lot to be known. I feel like you could be more crafty on the basketball court and sort of change more things to still prolong your career and and to compensate for physical shortcomings than you can in pretty much any other sport. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe a little. Paul Pierce, sorry. Paul Pierce for uh, for damn sure. Um, I mean, just you have example after example. Whereas like baseball, yeah, players get fucking old and up there, and like you know, you can move catchers to first base or whatever. And you have who was it, Julio Franco that played till he was like fucking fifty nine or some shit. <laughs> uh, and Omar Vizquel's like you know drinking from the fountain of youth in St. Augustine or whatever. But at the same time, you have pitchers fucking wrapping up their career at, like, 31. Yeah. You know? If you're a pitcher, you you don't often see them change the type of pitcher they are. Yeah. Yeah. Which, in, in basketball, you can kind of reinvent your game. You know? There's really not a lot stopping you from, from changing up your style. And in football, the cliche uh you forget more football than you you'll ever know is more true than ever (laughs) yeah i was just thinking the only thing i could think of even more that way would be like boxing you're just gonna just get destroyed (laughs) like you're gonna be 46 and just punch drunk exactly yeah um yeah same thing with hockey man like hockey you just get just so beat the fuck up i remember i tried to play fantasy hockey for like two years 
And I like scored Sidney Crosby both years, and both years he was like out almost the whole season with fucking concussion. Ridiculous. Um, how did the fuck did we get on that? Uh, could a really young but yeah. good college oh, team yes. beat an old, crotchety but wise NBA team? Well, in this case, not even an old, crotchety or wise. <laughs> They are none of those things. That's a very incompetent NBA team. This Philadelphia 76ers team is young, dumb, and full of cum. Three-way game between an NCAA team, <laughs> NBA team, and W uh, NBA team. Rich, what was that? The last qualifier? <laughs> it may not necessarily. I mean, they're an NBA team, so it applies to all of them. But right. it's 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 an overall saying, young, dumb, and full of cum, to just young people in general. Don't. Roast me on that. I stand by it, damn it. Um, yeah, that, that's a quote and point break. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to hold on. Let me go to their, their roster because I would just want to see like who the most veteran player is on that team. And that would be Jason. <laughs> Jason Richardson is their most veteran player on that team <laughs> by 11 years. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I saw Luke Richard Mayabute uh, has six years in the league. So he's the most veteran player on that team by seven years. Okay. So this is probably something we can lead into with the next topic, too. You know how in this season the teams that have won a championship have this little gold tag on the back of the jersey? Yes. You read about that? Yep. Yeah. Or seen it? Mm-hmm. What if we start doing something like – um, we can do two things. We can either start putting like medals or stars on players for how long they've been in, in the league. I or, thought you were going to say for how many kids they have. I'm like, that's a horrible idea. Oh, man. It's a great idea. It's a horrible idea, though. Got to get the point system going, dude. <laughs> They're in the negative balance, a lot of those NBA <laughs> players. They're going to owe me a lot of resources, those NBA players. Or, or they boost uh, economies, though. Or um, you could put rings on the jerseys, like rings on a tree, to show how old some of these people are getting. You could do that, too. (laughs) Put liver spots on the jerseys. Yeah, some a little more poetic, but you get it. No, 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 the jerseys just every year get like one more random blotch somewhere on the jersey. Like throw bleach on the jersey. (laughs) It just starts, the jersey starts like forgetting Things. (laughs) Things. <laughs> it's like the the heat, like a question mark in it. The heat. Yeah, it just it, like the first thing is it yeah. adds a the to yeah. everything. Or just what? You know, huh? <laughs> Where the name is? Yeah. Just uh, or or the number is just like twenty four ish. Or it it's just a tired. <laughs> tired. <laughs> Speaking of jerseys, yes, a conversation that Robert and I started last week or last week, last night was I've recorded at least like twenty fucking podcasts today, so it feels like last week. Doesn't I haven't seen it, but I think that's like interstellar time. It's like last night was like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then we came back to Earth. Um, we started just talking about jerseys in general, and that it started. When Robert was telling me he was watching some YouTube video about the 96 Chicago Bulls, and uh, he, there was a clip against one team 
with a certain very noticeable jersey, but not a jersey that you would like. It stood out, but not in a good way. And we were just racking our brains like, who the hell could it be? That jersey ended up being the two that or the 1994 to 1997 Cavs jersey. And then we just went through the Cavs jersey history. And it, it is it is ugly. It is very questionable. Um a lot of a lot of badness there. Particularly that jersey that we had to ID. I'll describe it briefly. It is a primarily black jersey with absolutely no exaggeration. A most appropriate word, a lavender, a lavender broad sploosh of paint across it with Cleveland in red lettering. Um, I described it as like the poster art, some art deco poster art for something in like 1920s Germany. And Rich said it looked like a Smurf wiped their ass with it. Yes, that's, so, that is my strong and, and steadfast opinion. It's not bad. I think both are valid. I think, um, and as we looked into the jerseys, um, we noticed a lot of bad shit from Cleveland. But Rich and I started discussing um, just the aesthetics, the histories of people who had good throwback jerseys, had shitty ones, and returned to them. And also franchises who have tried to simulate that old look. Like, they're not that old. They don't really have a throwback, but they made an alternate as if they had. Because that sort of became the pendulum coming the other way, the, the the backlash towards what jerseys were in the early 90s, all the way up until, I'd almost say, like, the new millennium, maybe early 2000s, when jerseys, jerseys just got out of hand. They, they, they were... Uh, Adrian, do you remember, like, some of those jerseys in the 90s that were just... just Fucking god awful, gaudy, just too much. The first oh. one that comes to mind is uh, the the Rockets jersey that used to have a whole illustration of a rocket taking off. The bottom of the jersey was like filled with smoke, and then the rocket was just like launching up and curving up like towards like under their chin. Just, you don't need a whole scene <laughs> on a jersey. Um. The, I think the Bucks one had an actual like a whole buck on it. Did it? I think it was made of deer fur. <laughs> deer hide. Um, there were some like the Jazz used to have a whole mountain range across their chest. Fucking, yeah, uh, it, it was uh, the Ray Allen when the Ray Allen was on the Bucks. Was it? No. Yeah. Uh, you was know, that- I think I do remember the one that you're thinking of. It's like a swoosh. It was a whoosh, too. <laughs> but it turned into a buck. Uh, Robert's going through some now. I'm seeing some. Like, the Nuggets used to have just a whole fucking city skyline. You're Denver. You don't have a memorable skyline. Don't put it on the front of your jersey. Uh, who else did you have? You had uh, the Raptors with a basketball playing Raptor. Um, it was like... Yeah. This was a little later on, but one thing that... Wow, I just looked up, Adrian, what you're talking about. <laughs> that is much. Wow, I'm glad that I was, I had that reaction like on mic. That is, I didn't try, that's like, doesn't like 
what's the what's the financial company like Washington Mutual or something has like a big like buck as oh, their logo or something. Uh, what is it? Pr- no, Prudential's a rock. I know what you're talking it's about. Something yeah. like that, but it's huge. And this deer has a human, not a human face, but well, it's just a very realistic facsimile. Well, it's a lot of detail for a deer's fucking <laughs> face. Like I don't give it. We're here to watch a basketball game. You know, it's not like the fucking Audubon Society for Animals. <laughs> <laughs> there were sponsorships. It's like, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks sponsored by PETA or whatever. Uh, yeah, what were some other really shitty ones? I was going to say this came a little later, but I was talking about the, the Weirdo Pistons one. Yes. Yeah. Do you, Adrian, you remember like the Teal Pistons, right? Yes. With the horse that was just set on fire. Yeah, that I I remember that horse. I remember all the old ones, like the Warriors. I mean, that one mm-hmm. isn't as old either, but that one was pretty, like, it made it look like... The old Warriors one know. was just like this giant Atlas man. It was like yeah. Dr. Manhattan ran a basketball team. <laughs> that was like, Ayn Rand, like, coached the Warriors. I'm looking up a, a list now of other people's opinions of the worst jerseys ever. Well, and there was also uh, the shit. What was the team that we just mentioned before? Oh, the Pistons. Back to the Pistons. We talked about last night how it seemed like the, you know, someone just set that horse on fire. It's also like a slick looking black horse. So it also looks like it's just covered in oil. Like (laughs) it's it, it washed upon the shores in the Gulf Coast and needed to be washed off. Yeah, um, and just that was not any imagery that was ever associated with the franchise, you know? I mean, that's kind of counterintuitive. It's like the reason we don't have horses anymore is because we have cars, you know? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, horsepower, I guess. Um, ah. What the hell? Um, this list is mostly commenting on variations like Christmas jerseys, yeah. like salute our troops jerseys although that mentioned that jazz the 97 jazz uniform with um this big glaciery mountain on it looks like a sonic level yep um the old the old nba all-stars what's up adrian i got one the grizzlies i was with just their about. the tribal trim i was just about to say the grizzlies and and that or, sort of led us on go ahead yeah, around the collar and oh. the 3D text with scratches on it. This was when they were in Vancouver. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That jersey looks like it was made for not to mention the shorts with the huge bear on the side palming a and basketball the, or and the waistband. And the waist <laughs> oh the waistband. The that jersey looks like it was designed for a movie about basketball that couldn't get the rights to the NBA, so they had to make a fake league. Like if there was a, in uh, any given Sunday version of the NBA, like that looks like it would, that would be a team in that movie. They're just so bad. Not so much for horrible looking jerseys, but an honorable mention to the stupid old Nets for just never having really anything. All the Nets know how to do is put letters onto a shirt. That's all the Nets. Seem to have done prior to prior to the Brooklyn yeah. Renaissance, which actually we hit on last night. So, just get a little bit more hipster with it. 
Right. That's that's hitting. But um, before that, not a lot going on there. Well, and it also just kind of brought us about on the interesting idea of like, you know, all these teams that like have history uh, and did do weird shit, you know, were able to fall back on what they used to have. Whereas, yeah, these newer teams like Vancouver and, you know, like Orlando, like how they used to have like these stars in a different style fabric on the jersey and, you know, the the font or, you know, just these other teams with not that type of history sort of creating a more vintage style look. You know, and I, I would contend that Orlando jerseys look fucking great now. Yes, yes, I would agree. You know, um, Memphis jerseys do the damn thing. As it were. Yeah, the Memphis thing has got us talking about logos and just kind of the, the graphic design element of of something like that, you yeah. know? Whereas, you know, you have other teams that just went the easy route, and, and, and rightfully so. Like, uh, the Sixers went back to their old logo and uniform because they completely changed everything for a little bit there. Uh, same thing with the Pistons. Same thing with uh, the Warriors. You know, it's just, hey, let's just fall back on what we had. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'll also say, you know, the um, the Raptors have a great-looking jersey. Oh, yeah. One thing I'm proud of as a Heat fan is that we've always had a pretty legit design for jerseys and logos and fonts and everything. Just kept it simple. <clears throat> kept it marketable. I'd say big ups for that uh, the Floridians variant. Yeah. That thing looks good. Good. Man. I always loved when they wore those. That was. I wish Orlando had something like that, and it will never have the same sort of attitude and flavor that Miami had as a city. But man, did I love that! I was so jealous of that jersey. It was almost like the design of it actually sort of helped you conjure up Art Deco architecture and Absolutely. shit like that. It right. was. It went a long way as far as what it made you think of. Um, and it was also and interesting because they wore those a lot and they were the type that had like the name under the, the numbers. Um, Adrian, were you going to say something? Is that the, is that the Jersey with the stripe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. uh, either a white or black Jersey with a orange and almost pinkish stripe down the yeah it has like the miami vice kind of feel to it sort of yeah yeah uh luckily they didn't go that way with the font but yeah yeah exactly oh god thank god no miami team has ever gone with like that miami vice font that that's a disaster (laughs) yeah uh also just as it taking a moment to stand up for the city which is rarely done um, can't say I really hate on that Marlins design either. I don't know if we talked about this. We didn't. We haven't. I gotta say, buddy, I'm not hating on it too much. I think, uh, I think, I think, like we were talking about again, um, with some other teams, legitimized the throwback. I am familiar. You know, I grew up in Florida with what is now the throwback Marlins logo, which is a sweet one. But I say the new one, not hating on it so much, dude. I am in the complete <laughs> opposite camp. He is so tactfully trying to say that it's awful. It it is the closest to hearkening upon that sort of deco-y type font 
But the thing that I just can't get over the most is the new color scheme the team took on. Because it just reminds me of every just gross, ugly fucking colored house in Miami. Just shut up, you stupid houses. Just be painted white or, or something. God damn it. It's fucking ugly. Um, I, am a, I am noticing a trend here. Uh, gold. Gold does not work often. I think of almost any team, the only thing that's jumping to my mind is the Saints making it work. I think that's because okay. they primarily work with black. Rams too. Because they have that well, dark navy right. blue, very and very um, not sparingly, but you know, ju- judiciously yes. used. Yes. Yeah, so um, not bad. But otherwise, going all gold for anything, yeah, gets bad quick. You're putting a lot of eggs in a really risky basket. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Looking at some terrible 1991 to 1994. Uh, 76ers jerseys, which they yeah. would have gotten to the championships in. Mm-hmm. Ugly. Those are, man. Photoshop could not come acro- come along quick enough. Uh, the have you guys seen the Christmas jerseys for this year? Yes, with the yep. first name under the the number. Dumb. Yeah, I feel like you do one or the other. Like, don't do the first name at all anyway, but I don't know. Like, it, it, it retroactively makes the nickname idea much better. Yeah, it does. By comparison, the nickname idea is much better. Um, not a fan of the all one color ones. Was a fan of the big logo ones, and they were kind of like sleeved. Yeah. I do think that those were very bad for playing basketball in, from what I understood. Right. That sleeves hamper players, or it's just to the point where it makes it throws off their shot, so it's never really viable for gameplay. But just looking at one now, um, some good looks, some good looks with like some of those uh, other Christmas variants. You know, I don't want to let them slide. The Pacers used to have a really gross ass jersey. Yeah. With. I, I don't know if you could find her to pull it up. It, it, do you know what I'm I'm talking about, Adrian? I was going to bring up the Pacers when we were talking about gold. Okay, yeah. Because they have that, like, goldenrod yellow that's just so stark. And if you can mute it with, like, pinstripes or something like that, then awesome. Definitely go ahead. But on these jerseys, I wish I could remember what year it was or whatever. They were just so just shoving it down your throat. And I can't believe it's not coming up. No, that's not it. Those look fine. Those are kind of like that throwback in the same way like the Mavs had. No. Um. Uh, no. I all this out. Oh, yeah. It was like mainly just like a big P. Oh, yeah. That might have been it. Pretty fuck. Like the two-tone. Were you talking about like the two-tone? I was talking about... Oh, the one that's like diagonally cut in half. Yeah, yeah, the diagonal two tone Pacers jersey, just, just off off the mark. You know, you're the Midwest. Don't take that many chances. <laughs> you know, stick stick to the cornfields. No, yeah, okay, yes, right. that one too. You uh, looks like the font for like the Running Man or something. Some weird 
very strange font. Um, not really knowing what they're even going for there. It's like a base, or at least for this one, it's like a base of blue. But I've also seen it inverted. Base of blue with a yellow stripe going across the chest. And then just pacers in that. It just, again, it looks very jarring and disjointed. The same way that the, the diagonal two-tone was as well. Brings a lot of attention to the nipple area, which is strange. <laughs> <laughs> and it might have been strategic. Who knows? I want a team to make a jersey with Comic Sans. Just like one team. If there was any team that ever had the opportunity to 100% do that, it would have been the 2004 – or not the 2004, the uh, 2012 Cleveland Cavaliers. Or the 2011-2012 after the the Dan Gilbert note. Oh, my God. That would have been fucking brilliant. With a little bit – with a little drop shadow. Oh, yes. Yeah, because, again, that's what started this whole thing were the Cavs and – we were looking back, and they started with the same color scheme they're at now, and their first jerseys were really good looking. I liked them; they were of the era, and they looked well. And then they just deviated hard from what they did, and they didn't have another good jersey until LeBron came along in '03. So, and they changed it immediately after he left because you know you have to define your entire franchise around one player, even after he's gone. True. Uh, so. They changed it anyway. It didn't matter. They dropped off the most any team's ever dropped off before. So they might as well have just fucking done it in Comic Sans. For real. God damn it. Um, to bring up something mentioned earlier, and I won't go into more of my plan just yet, but um, looking up the old, the old Lakers, the Minneapolis Lakers jersey, it is a light blue with like a canary yellow highlight. Um, with the front of it saying MPLS, it looks like a high school jersey. I don't know how I feel about it. I think it looks kind of dumb, but at the same time, it has a lot of charm to it, too. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I, it was the early days of jerseys, you know? And it, and also, you can't put Minneapolis across the whole thing. No, nah, but even then, I mean, I think it... Uh, I love... You're, you're right. I love the... It's got kind of like... Ironically, it's got kind of a UCLA Bruins type, not Bruins. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Bruins uh, color scheme to it, and I love that color scheme. Hell yeah, dude! You gotta, you gotta love that color scheme. So color scheme is tight. Which, um, which I, eventually the Nuggets kind of took that mm-hmm. uh, ish, but yeah, I do like that a lot. Um, another point that we kind of made last night, as far as all these teams having to sort of swing back from this cartoonish fucking murals all over their jerseys to a more vintage, if not created vintage look. The Oklahoma City Thunder dodged that completely. Because, and Adrian, I'm sure you could probably imagine it too. If, like, the Thunder came along in, like, 1995, there'd be, like, a fucking cartoony cloud with a face on it. And just, like... You know what? I'll make it. I'll make it. I'll make one. And I'll send you... Like lightning bolts, like coming down, like both sides and like extending all the way down the shorts. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. I said that there'd have to be like a fence and a cowboy hat somewhere in there. Yeah. It would be, 
pretty bad news. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm really thankful the Magic didn't get into that more. They were founded in '89, and they, they so easily could have, so easily could have just been like they mainly wands did it, and all sorts of shit. They mainly going on. did it with like the fabric and all the stars sort of in the fabric, right? And but all they have are just like some stars by the logo or by the 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 name of the team. They held back admirably. Yes, they did. <laughs> That is restraint. They didn't even, you know, to be critical of the Heat, um, just like they got red, white, black. Other, they got lots of different bases. And like Orlando, some people disagree with me. They they now have a black alternate, or they've had a black well, alternate used, for a they while. They always had a black. They did. Yeah, that's true. So, but it's always it's always been white, blue, or black. Yeah. Um, I'm not really a fan of the black. I don't know why, but just not my cup of tea. I'm really a fan of the blue and the white. I will mostly always be a fan of, especially uh, uh, dark on dark color schemes for jerseys. Uh, like whenever the Ravens or Saints wear black on black, I'm always just a fucking sucker for it. Whenever the Dolphins wear their teal on teal, I'm just like, yeah, we're going to win tonight. And we usually <laughs> do. It's weird. Um, there's a few others. Whenever the Seahawks wear their dark on dark jerseys, holy shit, forget about it. Yeah. I'm I'm really fond of the Ole Miss color scheme. I love I really love that that red on the navy blue. Look. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good one. Not seen a lot. I was looking up some, seen that on some old Nets jerseys. Seen that on some old. Um... Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's definitely bad boy style right there. Um, if you want to start talking about college football, uh, I. Haven't watched a lot of Oregon games uh, recently. Are they still just, you know, fucking wearing whatever their whimsy is that week? I think so. Good Do you know them. why that is? Because of Nike. Right. Because they're, they're, the school is basically funded by Nike. Right, right, exactly. Um, you know the Los Angeles Kings used to have the same color scheme as the Lakers? Really? You can look up an old throwback Kings jersey. Huh. And it's even it's even got like the royal kind of soft curvy crown to it. Shit, can we like uh we to attach some images to this page or or um, should we just instruct everyone to look these up? I mean, by all means look them up. Um, you know, well I can maybe uh hopefully in a few weeks you will be seeing a new redesigned blank slate page uh mm-hmm. that will be very uh still basic to look at, but have a little bit more functionality. Well, interesting. I see. I see what you're talking about, Robert. Robert Commissioner. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you see that throwback. It's. Uh, it is. It's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um. And also, real quick, just about uh, college football teams that are essentially uh, <laughs> funded by a brand. The Oregon fashion-wise of the East would be uh, University of Maryland, the Terrapins, um, oh, basically yeah. funded by Under Armour, because uh, the owner of that company is an alumni alumnus um they i i love university of maryland i love how much maryland reps their state flag and everything they probably stand to tone it down a little bit the whole yeah. terrapin thing where's that come from what's like the selection of that i don't know the bay's right there they probably saw some turtles or something like that Got some crabs dog <laughs> you guys are crazy about crabs <laughs> I think that's probably the whole reason, though, that like uh, a team from Maryland or Baltimore hasn't been named after crabs, just because 
one, the inherent, you know, conflict of interest. Well, conflict (laughs) of interest, and it's it's you know predictable. Sure, I like good on them for not being when they they had a chance in '96 to name the Cleveland Browns anything they wanted. True, and they went with a fucking literary reference. That is that's some big ups for that. That's a good call. You know, and and that's well, it's just really the Orioles, Ravens, and Terrapins to really name. They don't have any hockey or base or basketball. Um, I do think it would just be intimidating, though. I could like a crab or a giant crab or a king crab. I really I like giant crab the most. <laughs> Like a kind of like a thing. 50s sci-fi movie, like maybe, the, maybe, but the, like that's the thing though is like if you know if there's anything about Baltimore, it's authentic, it's and true. you know they don't have king crabs; they're not native to the region. It'd be a blue crab. Oh, dude, blue crabs, Baltimore blue crabs. It does have a little bit of a ring to it. I kind of like that. I think we need to take the word crab back from the STD community too. Like eh, that was the other thing I was kind of getting. At. It's like crude. Blue crab. Who gets crabs like... nowadays? So you gotta get something else, or at least who cares about it? Am I right? Yeah, shit. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, see, I, that seems that seems like though. a bullshit hippie like your gross uncle seventy story yeah. STI. Not like today I type thing. Do love though that when Derek Jeter was on his farewell tour, and yeah. he was getting gifts from every city. Both, like the Orioles gave him a bushel of steamed blue crabs. Damn. And all the headline read was Baltimore gives <laughs> Derek Jeter crabs. That's pretty and good. It's like, yes, even on his way out, fuck him. Oh, it was beautiful. Hell and yeah. who knows? There's a chance Derek Jeter probably did get crabs in Baltimore one night. Um two things. Um one nineteen ninety five All Star jerseys. All-star like jerseys. That. Go ahead and pull those up. All-star With jerseys can just get to be a hot pile of garbage sometimes. This one in particular. <laughs> where was it? Or will we know immediately from where? From you the- will know immediately. God. Oh, they're all gross. Ugh. Well, all right. And this is another thing. Uh, there was actually, before the season started, Zach Lowe wrote a great article on Grantland about uh, uh, ranking the league's uh, court designs. Pretty good. I disagree with them on a few points. But he brought up, and this is essentially just straight up lifted from, because I take it it was in San Antonio. Uh, and it was essentially just themed with their court. Which the Spurs court? The Spurs court in the 90s is so fucking bizarre to think of because you think of them as like the most muted. It was in Phoenix in 95. That's what it's saying. Okay. Well then there must've been, cause the other Jersey I was looking at that Jordan Jersey that was like in the that top was left. 96. One. 96. And okay. That was also fucking hot garbage. Cause it was just like faded teal. And yeah, you think of the Spurs as like the most muted franchise there is, but their court colors were like black teal and pink. Yeah. Oh man, no. I used to have uh, Kobe's NBA courtside for the N sixty four, and the Spurs still had that color scheme. Yeah, they also played in the Alamo Dome, which was weird because they had to like curtain off half the stadium because it was a stadium. I remember yeah. I was watching the movie 
Eddie, I think the one where Whoopi Goldberg becomes the coach of the uh, the Knicks, um, and like they had a really weird camera transition to like a game in in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. That's why it stuck out so much in my mind. That's crazy. It's also I don't know I don't know if that's uh, I have a memory of that being an entertaining movie. It's so strange when the something like aesthetically looks so awful, and then I noticed this when I was watching that video that sort of sparked you know, some of this discussion that these must've been some bitch in all-star games, dude. I mean, these are oh, yeah. legendary fucking all-stars, dude. Mm-hmm. The amount of talent on any of these courts is insane. Just rattle off who we got right here. Okay. And I'm even uneducated, so you can fill in the gaps for me. So I can immediately see Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, Grant Hill. I see Ewing, Shaq. Who we got here? That... Looks like Penny. It's, it's Penny. number yeah, one, it's so right I think away. it is Penny. Is that Clyde? Maybe mm. I don't know. Oh, in the bottom right, I see I see Jawan Howard. It's That's like, hell yeah, hell he yeah. He should be there. Jawan Howard, who we got? Got Patrick Ewing. Yeah, yeah. Good. Ewing with like five pounds of knee braces. <laughs> so you brought the the ninety five uh, All Star jerseys, and you said there was another thing. Oh, this was oh, – I should have done it in the other order. Um, just real quick, college football helmets. Do you guys like the matte look or, or the the glossy, the shiny metallic look? Just you know what be- I'm about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And I thought that I wouldn't like the matte look just because it's not what I'm used to. It's not what I grew up with. And – I'm not opposed to it. I like it on the Vikings helmet. I really do. It looks really cool. I think it looks really cool. It's stupid as shit. And this might not even be the matte thing, but the design itself. Uh, just the Jaguars should just go back to the drawing board with everything. Agreed. No, they're they're like black fading to gold. Do they still have that? Oh, yeah, they do. And they should stop. But I, I do like the matte look. I, I do a lot, actually. What do you think, Robert? Um, I totally see what you guys are saying. My gut is telling me that I don't dig it. I think that's mostly um, used to used to the glossy mm-hmm. look. Uh, I like it, although I do feel it, the only thing I don't like about it, is, I guess, is that it's making me feel like I'm looking at something in low def, which I guess at this day and age, it's like I can never go back. It uh-huh. just makes me think of old NFL game film. Uh, but I can, I like, it looks a little, there's like an authenticity to it that I enjoy. I was going to throw something that you guys, I uh, don't think it's very prevalent in college at all, mm-hmm. but something I've seen once or twice in the NFL, I think the Steelers are first to do it. I think the Bears did it this past weekend. Logo on one side of the helmet. Only. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the Steelers do it because it has the word Steelers in the logo mm-hmm. and symmetry of it like if you were to invert it it would be Steelers backwards backwards um so I think that's the reason why they do it I didn't see what the Bears were wearing this week it was um just the same thing and they just have the wishbone C which you could pretty easily but it was just on one side flip I'm pretty sure it was really I have to that's look weird. and verify hmm. I I remember when I was a kid I had to get I had to have that meticulously explained to me why the Steelers only had a logo on one side of their helmet and then don't even get me started on the conversation I had about the Browns. But um, 
I don't think it should happen unless it, there's a, a good reason for it, you know? Like, the Steelers are kind of grandfathered into it being a thing. I swear to God the Bears did it just this last week. Hmm. Um, real quick about the, the Matt helmets. What what do you think about them, by the way? I, I'm really a fan of Matt, the Matt, like texture, mm-hmm. the texture look it gives. Um, I don't know. I like it a lot. I think more teams should do it. I think, uh, a lot of college teams are doing it. Yeah. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you have helmets like Notre Dame that looks just like. A big golden ball. I I agree with that as well. You got to be careful with like, well, and what it what it it helps with, in my opinion, is it, and this is sort of speaks to, the high def low def thing. I think it helps the logo that's on the helmet pop a little bit more, and if you don't have a logo on there, it's just kind of like a, a a muted out helmet. Yeah. Un- un- until they do the little shamrock thing once in a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely for me, the matte look. That looks, I think it looks really good. I agree. It looks more modern. And, like, if we're trying to, like, look more modern, we should do that. All right, yeah. Robert found a picture of the one sided bear's helmet, and it is fucking weird. It's strange. I'm just glad I'm not going crazy, but um, <laughs> I ask myself all the time. But yeah, no, I agree with you, Adrian, too, about that. Like the, um, if there's not enough going on, it's it looks a little strange, you know. Um, Notre Dame, who else does that? Okay, example. I mean, back to NFL, Cleveland, yeah. just being mostly orange. I think the shine. Help! They may they might got like one center stripe. Do they the Browns helmets? Yeah. I think mm. that the gloss helps that more than more than the matte does. But but uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Uh, just dawned on me because I brought up that point about the Steelers and why they can only have on one side. Uh, just dawned on me uh, um, that the Raiders have Raiders on their helmet as well, and they have it on both sides. So you know what? I don't know anything anymore. Uh, Rich just threw up in his mouth a little bit uh, yep. at the look of the old school Pat the Patriot of the New England Patriots. One of the, I don't know, just doesn't look good. I was making the distinction between a logo and a drawing. That a logo graphically is something that's often symmetrical. It's very geometric. Um, it's not a. It's not a drawing. It's not a picture. It's... Something very spe- specific about that. Uh, and again, we we found a few exceptions. But for the most part, yeah, it should be like a an emblem or something like that. Um, whereas the, you know, the old Patriots logo that we're talking about, right, Adrian? Yeah, the guy like crouching down. Taking a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just looked shitty. Uh, I think the only... One of the only teams that can kind of get away with that are like the Celtics. Yes, and even then, that's just like their their emblem that you don't you know they don't they're not wearing that on their jersey all the, you know during the whole game. Um, yeah. So yeah, for like football, it's just 
like have some sort of like symmetry or some sort of context to put it in like you know how the dolphins had the circle you know around the dolphin or uh you know the raider face is in a shield um something like that i like Prince logo that was just a train which one <laughs> purdue's runaway train logo oh the boilermaker <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a fucking train <laughs> Yeah, well, there's some real crazy ass college logos for sure. I dig that. That's such a such a funny school to be like. Yep, yep, that's my school. The Boilermakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, I think we're probably gonna wrap things up right about now. It's been a long night with podcasts, and I know we still have one more that we gotta just knock out. In a little bit here, but before we leave uh, and before we start hitting plugs and everything, uh, I do want to take one more visit to the commissioner's office. Oh, uh, Commissioner Robert, what decrees? What decrees have we have? Okay, well, without going over uh, past degrees, decrees, decrees. Um, one thing I'm going to do is I am going to collapse the Atlantic Division into one team. <laughs> and it's going to be... Actually, okay, because they got saved by the grace of God, the Raptors uh, are allowed to move out. Uh, they're going to join the Southeast uh, and compete against the Hornets and uh, the Wizards, who will be renamed shortly. Uh, just one moment. Um, but I'm going to collapse the Atlantic into the Atlantic Uhs. And they are going to be allowed to play a 15-man team on the court, as there are three teams. Um, um, sometime in the middle of the season, a time-traveling LeBron James, who's wearing a Virginia Squires jersey, is going to give a very cryptic message. Um... The the Wizards will be renamed the Feds just because that's okay. a way better name. And what did I have? I think I had a final thought. The DC Feds. The DC Feds. Uh, better than uh, my idea for them, the Washington Shell Casings. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. You know, you don't know where the bullet went. You don't know what happened to it. It's just the aftermath. Yes. And then uh, finally... And I think that it's probably about it. You know, I'd like to add more. I'm still thinking, but um, I think um, I think I'm just trying to balance out the balance of power. Put some competitive teams into the East, including the newly transferred Philadelphia Warriors and the Atlantic S. <laughs> and then out out in the West, we'll leave them be for a little while. We'll probably reactivate the Sonics. Um, this is this might be your chance to you know get a team a basketball team in Baltimore and call them the the Baltimore Blue Crabs. Baltimore Blue Crabs will put them out there. I'm gonna get rid of the Rockets because I don't dig them. <laughs> I'm not Just feeling that. I'm, I'm not, not digging the that. Rockets. Um, and the Clippers have to play on a boat now. <laughs> and on, that, a, on a tall ship. That's how I'm gonna save the 2014-15 NBA season. <laughs> Not that it was in need of saving, but <laughs> but I think we can all agree nothing but improvements. This this season you're gonna all these changes are gonna take effect right now. Yes. Yes. They will. 
Uh, we will not allow any transfer of records either for each team. So it's like they're starting brand new. <laughs> so all of Wilt Chamberlain's records and all of that stuff, just I love it. Yeah. How much? Uh, sign me up for League Pass right now. Thank you, dear God. No, we're we're getting rid of that. No. <laughs> Why? Why? We're trying to encourage people to see games. <laughs> You need to get them back into the the arenas. Oh the no, I'm ships. building a monorail system between each city, so you can just travel to them. <laughs> so you can just take a tour of the. Uh, I, I, I do kind of like that idea. The way uh, people make like ballpark uh, tours. Right. I'd right. like to, I'd like to enforce one other rule change uh, under Commissioner Robert. Sure. Uh, yes, uh, Deputy Commissioner Adrian. Go ahead. Uh, you have to take for every one dribble, you have to take one step, or it's a travel. A little game change. That could be so, interesting. I'll also be randomizing the shot clock. This is... Or, okay, here we go. This yes, is a this real is idea. a great idea <laughs> that Robert had across all sports. Mainly, we've been talking about it with football. But please do tell this. Fucking, I fuck Like, it's completely implausible, but I fucking love it. Thank you, Richard. I... And this is a, a half-serious idea. I talked about randomizing uh, the game clock. And that the the total game clock, uh, the amount of time you have to play uh, for any sport and that without knowing what it is, it will be randomized. Whoever is leading at at the randomized time, that's when the game ends. Whoever is leading wins. We won't play 48 minutes of basketball. We won't play uh, 60 minutes of football. I'll randomize it. It could be. It could be a 17 minute game. It could be a two minute game. It could be. A 557-minute game. Who's ever... <laughs> I never thought about it the other way. Whoever is leading by the time the game <laughs> clock runs out, they win the game. Thank you. Can, can, it, can it be a cross, like a cross city? <laughs> like the game, everyone has to take a, a good night break, and then <laughs> the game just keeps going for weeks and weeks. Hey, we got to obey the clock. Whatever the clock says we have to play, we got to play. Well, there should be like, uh, if if it crosses this threshold, like we get nap time, and if oh, sure. it crosses this threshold, like you know, there's got to be like for the spectators, there's got to be like dinner breaks and stuff like that. Sure, timeouts will be adjusted accordingly. <laughs> timeouts are randomized. <laughs> they are randomized. There we go. <laughs> right, you never know when one's coming, but uh, we'll just call a timeout. You know what? That would probably be beneficial for Andy Reid, actually. <laughs> than just letting him manage his own timeouts. Yeah. Uh, fucking beautiful. This is this is a brave new world we're Thank heading you. in towards, and and I would ha- have it no other way. Thank you. Let's see how good of a coach you are now, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, manage those minutes, asshole. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, good God damn. Uh, all right, cool. So that's going to wrap things up for this Hot and heavy two-part episode of the Blank Slate. Uh, feel free to, please, actually, I encourage you to uh, subscribe to us. If you aren't already on iTunes or Stitcher, please tell your friends about us and get them to subscribe to us as well. Write us a review. Give us five stars or whatever you think is fair. And hit us up on Twitter and uh, at Blank Slate Pod or email blankslatepodcast at gmail.com send us any of your uh, uh, pitches for 
new rules for Commissioner Robert, uh, some of your favorite and least favorite jerseys of all time, uh, and just any other contributions to anything else we've talked about over these past few podcasts. Greatly appreciated. Uh, and you can find myself, I'll get my plugs out of the way, you can find myself on Twitter, at Rich Cammy, on Instagram, at Rich Cammy 4 and uh, if you could dig me up on Facebook, yeah, yeah, hey, we'll see what's up. Uh, and I'll throw this next plug over to Adrian. Do you have anything, anyone, you want anyone to find you at or anything like that? Uh, you could find me uh, through Rich and at your local supermarket. Uh, For and, real, Adrian, are you in Are you in Gainesville? Are you in Los Angeles? Where are you, dude? I'm in Gainesville. Very cool. So you can find me in Gainesville. Hell yeah. And uh, any any uh, final thoughts to sort of wrap things up? Hmm. Let's see. Well, you know, you guys have a have a good night. You know, I just want everyone to have a good night. Oh, thanks, man. So thoughtful. Big ups, Faye. Oh, Commissioner Roberts gonna put a team in Tampa called the Tampa Adrians. No, or well, you know what? You can you can you can be player captain, but probably like the Tampa Good Looks. Tampa Good Looks and our mascot will just adopt the old Patriots logo. <laughs> Perfect. Uh and Robert, uh anything you gotta plug in final thoughts? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at M Bravo, M Bravo. Still not really using it. I'm sorry, guys, but I'm I'm giving it a shot. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I feel so old. But yeah, M Bravo, M Bravo. Final thoughts. Great time as always. Again, please, uh, we really appreciate anybody who's listening. Anybody who has some thoughts, agrees with us, thinks we're full of shit. Bring it on. Like we're really here to get some feedback and grow uh, grow the the community that we have going on here. So, yeah, thanks a lot for, for being here, Adrian. And thank you, Rich, for putting this together as always. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, that has been it for this episode of the Blank Slate Podcast, a podcast podcast talking some bullshit about some other bullshit that doesn't really affect our direct lives in any way, shape, or form, except it makes us happy. So, for Robert Columberti, Columberti right across the table from me, Adrian Jimenez, and over right across the Skype from me, I'm Rich Camalucci. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.